WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. First and goal at the three. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver of motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Hardman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties! Chasing Mahomes in the end zone! Their third Super Bowl in five years! The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions! It is a dynasty! The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58, 25-22 in overtime. Kevin Harlan on the call as the uh, Super Bowl went to the Kansas City Chiefs, as he said, for the third time in five years. Back-to-back champs, first time that's happened since Tom Brady and the Patriots in 03-04. Welcome into the final hour of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI and I'll tell you, it ended up being a great game. It was a slog and a half for the first two quarters of the game and even early into the third quarter. And then things turned around and it got uh, teams started moving the ball, some long field goals, which field goals aren't normally my favorite, but when it's 10 to three at halftime, Fitzy, I'll take points. And then you go into overtime, you have a controversial call by Kyle Shanahan and a uh, another highlight real moment from uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I really thought the 49ers dominated the first quarter, especially. Yeah. And the first half overall had plenty of opportunities to take this game, run away with it, and go box to wire. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs get back into it through some miscues by the 49ers. But the funny thing is, they maintained their calm. They got themselves right back up off the mat, scored a couple times, took the lead twice in the fourth quarter when the game really got interesting. Right, right. And after the great effort by their defense for, like, the first three quarters, they just faded. But it's not really even just that they faded. It's just that they couldn't put Mahomes away in time to prevent him from doing his thing, which is using his incredible and unique skill set to find ways with his arm Mm -hmm. and with his legs to win the game. Guy is just... God, people hate hearing it, too, but I'm sorry. like You can't apologize for it. It just is one of the guys friggin great yeah and this was his worst offense that he's the worst offense that he's had mm-hmm. you know position player wise plus you throw in the fact that you know joe tooney wasn't playing so they're they're down an all pro offensive lineman uh he's got travis kelsey yes but the rest of the receivers really not worth much of a damn and he was able to pull it out and get the win he had to rely on his own legs which is not something that you normally see with mahomes although he had a huge run in the super bowl last year against philly did it again this year, nine carries for 66 yards. Uh, but also what jumps out, so the the greatness and just, you know, locking in the dynasty for Mahomes and for Reed and the, and the Chiefs. Flip side of it, though, Kyle Shanahan, Christian McCaffrey has two touches in the entire third quarter, and then he doesn't know the overtime rules. Or I guess he does know the overtime rules, but he just chose poorly, and the guys on his team didn't really know the rules. And it ended up kind of biting him in the in the in the tail. So you got to. This is a guy who has had leads in Super Bowls as both a coordinator and a head coach, mm-hmm. and seen them all disappear. Now, a twenty-five point lead versus a 
you know, seven point lead obviously is different, but still a lead is a lead in the Super Bowl, and he's had a hard time with it every time. Every single time. Yep. And it's it's just quite honestly, it's as simple as he passes when he should run and he runs when he should pass. <laughs> Pretty like much. The, for a guy that for a guy that is considered a play calling genius, if you will. I, you know, I know that's a bit hyperbolic, but no, but he is. I mean, in the NFL, to... he's one of the first names that comes out of everybody's mouth when you're talking about who do you want running your offense. I need somebody that worked with Kyle Shanahan. I need somebody that's on the McVay coaching tree. Okay, well, hopefully they get, they're independent thinkers uh, and, and also inform their team of rule changes that could impact the end of their Super Bowl effort. I, I just, you know, like, oh God, the whole entire idea that they, like, went to the data and the analytics department informed them of certain things they needed to do towards the end of the game, as opposed to just being a coach, as opposed to just being a football guy. Do you think his dad, the legendary Mike Shanahan, went with what the data said at the end of the two Super Bowls that they won with Terrell Davis and John Elway? I'm guessing he did not. No, this was this was Kyle after the game. Uh, this is something we talked about with, you know, there, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold him to at least a field goal. And if if we did, then we felt it was in our hands after that. I just I really don't get it. So he's like, if both teams mashed and scored, we wanted the ball third, because then at that point it's it I guess becomes sudden death, right? Uh, they should have seen the plays point, we had lined up for double yeah, right. Overtime. Like at that point, they had just played. Uh, 60 minutes of football, and they had allowed one touchdown, and they themselves scored two touchdowns. So we had only seen three touchdowns in the game. Your defense had done such a good job all game long. They held Patrick Mahomes to one touchdown in regulation, and then your decision in overtime is based on the fact that, well, they're obviously going to score, and then we're obviously going to score. It's It just is insane to me. I don't I don't get why they why they did that. There never even was a third possession. And they get the ball. They move the ball down the field. But then they were in a spot where, all right, if they go for it and don't get it, mm-hmm. Mahomes only has to go halfway down the field or whatever it is to get Butker in range, and then they they can win on a field goal. So mm-hmm. now you're forced to kick a field goal, but now Patrick Mahomes gets the ball knowing that they need to score a touchdown. So it can be, four, you know, it's, it's everything is four-down territory at that point. Like you're moving the ball. You, you're play calling. Andy Reid can get as creative as he wants knowing that he just needs to keep moving down the field, picking up first downs at all costs, and then ultimately a touchdown, uh, which is what they got. I mean, they could have forced a, you know more play with a field goal, but that was not the case, didn't need to happen. Mm-mm. And uh, Andy Reid really did put on a, uh, a tour de force for the uh, on the coaching aspect of it because these were viewed as two of the best play callers, right? Maybe throwing McVay yeah. as like the best play callers in the NFL. And when they really needed needed it Andy Reid coached the pants off of Shanahan I think he can get into that bag man yep. I mean, oh yeah he he knows exactly like he made they punt they don't score every single drive they don't always just put up points mm-hmm. but when they have when it's got to have it time he's able to find ways to dial up plays from that massive diner menu of a playbook of oh his. my god they that both have sheet. like the, they both have the god. big chart. how, do they, how can know. you look at that thing that has like Hundreds of plays on it with permutations and variables, and you know it's all color coded. It's all yeah. it's just an insane thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just so freaking good at that. I, you know, it's just uh, if anyone around here doesn't like the Chiefs, 
for any reason other than, well, I'm not going to like this team because, you know, I want my Patriots to be the greatest team of all time. All right, yeah. fine. If that's the, if there's right. a little insecurity right. you feel they're in, okay, that's fine. But if there's something you legitimately don't like about Mahomes or Reed personally, I, I can't see it. I can't like. No, Reed and Mahomes are be the new evil empire. That's yeah, all. those guys are very likable. Again, Kelsey, you can take him or leave him. Right, he's obviously a great player. Super corny. It's cringe when he gets the microphone and does all that stuff. It's, uh-huh. He's been doing it though for years, right? Like the last couple of parades, there's some really kind of just like skin crawling. Fight uh, for your right to blow it out your ass. <laughs> yeah, God, right. I can't hear so, it. So yeah, if you, don't, if you don't like him, fine. I I don't care. I'm not going to try to talk you into it. Yep. But Mahomes and, and Reed, it's it really is something silly. Like I, they're an awesome com- and I love that there's an elite combo. Like it was yep. Brady and Belichick. Now it's Reed and Mahomes. Who would have ever? Thought that they would like right after, not only after, but it overlapped a little bit to the point where Mahomes has only lost three playoff games and two of them are to Tom Brady, and so like that part's pretty pretty nuts. And his whole first, uh, this whole th- narrative about like, oh, he's gonna have to go on the road for the first time in the playoffs worked out pretty well for him. Uh, yeah, no, it sure did. It it absolutely did. But here was uh, Mahomes after the game on uh, chasing Brady. Are you also chasing the quarterback greats of this game? Because there's been so much discussion about now Mahomes in there with Brady. You gotta hear some of it. Yeah, I hear it. I mean, it's to me, it's always gonna be tough because Brady beat me in the Super Bowl. That's one thing you always have in my head. But um, it gives me something to strive for every single day is chasing greatness. Um, and whenever I'm tired, I might not want to work out. I know that I have to do it in order to be in these moments like this. And so. Um, I know it's a long ways away, and it's not something that I'm like, I need to get seven Super Bowls right now, um, but it does give me that added motivation to continue to be great every single day. Nailed it. Nailed yep. it. Because it is Spot important. On, what an honest assessment yes. from the guy, too. It is important to him. You can't win seven Super Bowls, you know, today, so you got you to gotta play it out. You got to play out your whole career. But, you know, other guys would have been like, oh, well, you know, that's not the goal or whatever. But like, of course it is. Like, why wouldn't it be? Especially when you've won three in your first six years as, as a starter. You can think big. I'm sure LeBron James at one point thought he was going to win as many titles as Jordan. He won't. But I'm four, sure. Four, five, and six, and seven. I'm sure that was the goal. Yeah, right. He thought he was going to do it all in Miami. So, like, he definitely thought he was going to and even pass him. He didn't. So, Mahomes should say that. But I also love that he was like, yeah, Brady beat me. Like, and, like Brady beat me in the Super Bowl. And he's like, I'll never be able to get that back. Unless... He can convince Brady to come out of retirement, take over the 49ers, and then have him beat that. That'd be his only way to really get Tom Brady back. I loved last night when the game was over and shortly thereafter, people were using that clip of Brady putting on his Buccaneers helmet and coming out of the visitor's tunnel onto the field <laughs> at Gillette in 2021. And people were like, Brady, when he sees Mahomes, could be coming after his record. Like nothing <laughs> He's would coming make back me, to play again. Nothing yeah. would make me. I was thinking about this earlier, Rich. I was like, what is this? Like, what sort of comeback is this? In a lot of ways, it would almost be like, and now we're going to get super hashtag dork podcast on this Go one. Ahead. It would almost be like Bruce Wayne in The Dark Knight Returns, like building his mecha suit and coming out of retirement to fight the criminals in Gotham yeah. City one more time. Uh-huh. And then like, he also... Like Bra- mecha Brady coming Mecha Brady. And then he also needs to get some uh, kryptonite bullets or whatever so he can fight Superman, which is right. turning... It was Matt Mahomes now. Uh, yeah, no, that is... It's it's nuts. I mean, and the comparisons are only going to continue, and it's just... It is funny how... I never thought we would see a quarterback have this kind of success. I just thought, yeah, the way the league's set up with the parody, like I just, you might get maybe Allen gets one or maybe Burrow gets one or whatever. It kind of stretches out. But 
Mahomes is hogging all the, the Super Bowl appearances, the Super Bowl wins, and it's right after Brady. And then the way you look at the Chiefs and the way that they're constructed, great head coach, uh, you know, all-time great quarterback and tight end. You're like, oh, my God, it's, like, it's the same thing that the Patriots had, at least in the second half of Brady's run. That's the other thing that we have no idea on is Gronk ended up Gronk and Edelman ended up being like two of the best players that that uh, Brady got to play with, and they didn't even join him until the second half of his career. He so, had two dynasties. Yeah, he did. He had two. I mean, almost. I call three. it a double dynastic yeah. run. He had. He almost. He had three Hall of Fame careers for guys. He did. Sake. He did for sure had three Hall of Fame careers. The the issue is like in the middle there was no Super Bowl wins, but you had MVPs, you had Super Bowl appearances. Uh, but there's still like the unknown. Like there's some kid right now playing high school football right. who's going to be one of Patrick Mahomes' great teammates in like the second half of his career. Oh, there are kids that have yet to even, you know, say yes or no to nil money. True. Or yeah, high school. Yeah, right. High school transfer guys. portal. Yeah, yeah. There, there are. For all we know, baby Gronk will help <laughs> Mahomes yeah. win another one. It's crazy. Um, I. You know what? It, all of this does make me think about though. Um, my kid, my 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 oldest boy turns eleven tomorrow, and he is dying for a Mahomes jersey. And I told him, I was like, "Look, I get yeah. it because the Patriots weren't, weren't haven't been great yeah. since you really started yeah. caring about and watching football as much with your dad." Yep. Don't ever wear it around the stadium. Yeah. So I said, "All right, I'll get you one, but I'm only going to get it if I get you a Brady jersey as well." And I went looking for Mahomes jerseys for him, and I was really tempted to get him a Texas. Texas Tech one, that way it didn't have to be pro Mahomes, so it would almost be kind of cool for Oh, him. the Texas Tech one is pretty sick. It yeah, is. And that made me think, that, or that made me wonder and wish aloud, like, damn, how come I never saw Patrick Mahomes play a college game? Now I want to go back and watch his college Dude, games. Dude, you, you didn't see the Mahomes-Baker Mayfield shootout? Go Watch that game. Texas Tech, Oklahoma. Okay. I think both guys threw for like 500 yards. Uh, I bet it's that's an a great unbelievable game. Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes is an. Am I going to watch this? Am I going to watch this and then just stare at my screen and go, "How TF did people not draft this guy yes. before, like first overall?" Uh, probably. There's a whole breakdown of it back in 2016. Uh, let me find the stats. Uh, here we go. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I completely undersold it. Uh, Mayfield threw for 545 yards and had seven total touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes had five total touchdowns, but he threw for 734 yards. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When was this? 2016. 2016. 2016 uh, Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes. Rich. The two teams, look at this headline right here. The two teams combined for 1,708 yards yeah. of offense. It was, uh, it was a good game that they had, you think? these guys. Yeah, 66-59 uh, in an all-time shootout. That's like Mahomes versus Goff in 2018, 54-51. Sick. One interception. Patrick Mahomes threw one pick. May- Mayfield threw none. Because this was Mayfield's Heisman season, so like he got the better of him the, as far as like the win and... Uh, the TDs, but yeah, Mahomes threw for seven thirty-four. <laughs> oh, and he ran for eighty-five. Guy was responsible for over eight hundred yep. yards, and you know Correct. what? Some a bunch of NFL hard asses are probably like, "Yeah, it's all college stuff. It's, no, it's not going to translate to the pros." He threw it eighty-eight times. They were like, "Listen, Mahomes, you're going to have to chuck it." <laughs> yeah, eighty-eight that, times. Yeah, 
All timer. Yeah, that's one of the greatest college games I've certainly ever seen in my entire life. All right, you can uh, weigh in 617-779-7937. We got grab bag coming up. So we'll, uh, we've been all Super Bowl so far. So we'll hit on some other stuff in the grab bag. It's Keith and Fitzy right now here at Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the socks. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up one last time before we get out of here. The Kansas City Chiefs, your 2024 Super Bowl champions. They beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 to in overtime. Second straight Super Bowl for the Chiefs, their third in five seasons. It also marks their second win over the 49ers in the Super Bowl after they beat San Fran following the 2019 season. Patrick Mahomes snatched his third Super Bowl MVP trophy. He went 34-46, 333 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Brock Purdy, 23-38 of for 255 yards and one touchdown. And despite the rumors at an earlier press conference, Kansas City coach Andy Reid confirmed he won't be retiring, saying, quote, he hasn't even thought about it. The Celtics beat the Heat yesterday 110-106 to in Miami. Jason Tatum, 26 points. Chris Stapps Porzingis, 25. Jalen Brown with 20. Celtics had the night off tonight. They're back at it tomorrow night when they'll be in Brooklyn to face the Nets. Tip-off from the Barclays Center at 7.30. And the Bruins lost to the Capitals over the weekend, falling 3 to nothing at the Garden. Defenseman Matt Grizzlick received a five-minute major in game misconduct for sparing a Capitals player. Grizzlick also fined $5,000 by the NHL Department of Player Safety. Bruins back on the ice tomorrow night when their current homestand continues. They will take on the Lightning. Puck drops at 7 p.m. from Causeway Street. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More of its key show, including Grab Bag, coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, WEEI, the day after the Super Bowl. Hopefully you're having a nice uh, Monday. A late one last night, Fitzy. I mean, an overtime game. Game was kind of taken a bit anyway, as it as it does. Super Bowl is the long halftime. They melt the commercials. But it was getting kind of up there anyway. And then in, in uh, comes overtime. And they used almost the, enti- almost the entire 15-minute overtime, which I understand would have gone to a second quarter and all that other stuff. I guess uh, that I confused act- a caller earlier yep. in the program. Unlike the 49ers, I do know the rules of the playoff overtime. <laughs> Sick bird, bro. <laughs> uh, how long did them. we clock in with uh, the old uh, SB58? SBLVIII? Good question. I mean, that had to be close to I think it was a 11 o'clock. It was full, like a 4.15 because you got a 40-minute halftime, uh-huh. which was a full 40 minutes. I thought that was fine. I was I, show? Yeah, I wouldn't say like yeah, like if you're ranking all the halftime shows, and there's been 58 of them, and if you're ranking them all, (laughs) I did read a deep dive on (laughs) halftime shows. It's crazy, and apparently it used to be college marching bands. Yeah. Then one time there was like an ice skater when there was a band on the. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Was it Scott Hamilton? It wasn't. Was it Brian Boitano? Nor was it Dorothy Hamill. The best line. So South Park has a lot of great lines. 
I still maintain in the movie the Brian Boitano song. It's one of the funniest things. So, like, what would Brian Boitano do if he were here right now? Great song. He'd probably kick an ass or two. That's what Brian Boitano would do. <laughs> uh, I had a conversation with one of my best buddies yesterday where he said, hey, I thought you'd be proud of me. I finally watched Team America World Police. Oh, my God. That's an uh, all-timer. He said all he and his uh, 15-year-old son did was laugh for 90 straight minutes. I was like, welcome. Yeah. Like, that movie, There's a I, most of the best jokes I can't repeat on the radio, but holy smokes is that I tweeted out one of the re, one of the bits from that last night with the one-minute <laughs> one puppet vomit <laughs> Dude, it's so good. I remember the, just uh, watching it in college with my roommate, and we put uh. the DVD in, and it, it was just playing the theme song on loop, and we were just dying laughing listening mm-hmm. to the theme song before we even started the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, every, everything. Of, the puppet sex scene, the puppet vomit scene, their version of Kim Jong-un. What they, they make did fun to of the, every celebrity. Every single, the Matt Damon. Yep. Uh, my God. Michael what Bay. If you've never seen it, please, please see it. Yeah, no, that's a... That's okay, a, Hans. <laughs> that's an all-timer for sure. All right, time to reach into the old bag and see what stories we haven't gotten to so far. So a night off for both the Celtics and the Bruins. Caesar in action against the Nets tomorrow. Uh, but I don't know if you noticed this, but Jason Tatum is on a bit of a heater right now. He's on a rip. I mean, he's been good all year long, but this stretch that he's on, these last four games that they have won, he has been uh, next level, averaging close to 10 rebounds a game as well. Mm-hmm. Plus all the Didn't scoring. he miss a triple double against the Heat by only two boards? Yeah, I think two he, assists. I think he just missed. Yeah, I think on the assists he just missed. But they've won four in a row. The Cleveland Cavaliers have won nine in a row and are, are uh, hot as Hansel right now. Solely in second place in the Eastern Conference. Then the Bucks. Then the Knicks. Uh, then the Sixers are down at uh, fifth. Sixers are in a swan dive right now. No, they definitely are. Uh, what did we have tonight? Let's take a look. Milwaukee and Denver. What is Giannis go. up to? 28 points? So he's so I, I had him at over 30 and a half. They still have uh, most of the second half to play. And the Bucks are up by 14. So Fitzy, that looks there we go. That pretty looks good. A little, little, re- little redemption right there. Yeah. Hey, um, I wanted to ask you, um, how did you feel like... How, Feeling good about the trade deadline overall for your Celtics? Yeah, well, I think what I'm feeling good about is that nobody else really did anything all that crazy. I think the Knicks added some depth, and the Knicks looked pretty good. The uh, Oklahoma City Thunder out west grabbed Gordon Hayward, which I thought was a good move for them. Mm-hmm. But there really wasn't anything else. I mean, like Patrick Beverly to the Bucks, Like, okay. So I think the Celtics added a couple of small pieces that maybe like already have a new ninth and 10th guy, essentially. Okay, fine. But no, there wasn't that, oh, my God, this is going to change the NBA playoff type of trade. Yeah. So that's a good sign because they were they were positioned to be the best and uh, were right at the top, and they still are. Uh, what's in the grab bag? Boston Bruins, meanwhile, they'll be in action tomorrow against the Lightning. And uh, I'll tell you, somehow, some way, this Bruins team has the best record in the Eastern Conference. I'm still, like, not... Overly sold, but they have a good matchup tomorrow against uh, Tampa Bay. See how they do. Bees are coming off of a uh, a loss to the Capitals, where they got booed mm-hmm. off the ice. Lost three zip to Washington, and at home, the the TD Garden fans not happy. 
Yeah, but they hadn't they just beaten Vancouver for nothing? Like, hey, people, what yep. do you want? Are you not entertained? <laughs> I, I know that was weird. It's although, but like post All Star break, where they have uh, they had that long break, and then the All Star break happened. Uh, they came out flat, lost to the Flames four one. Then maybe their best game of the season, shut out the Canucks as you said four zip, and then bounced back after that with a three nothing loss. So they're one and two in their three games post deadline. So. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what to expect out of them, but the lightning in town tomorrow could could be a good one. The hills fill my heart with the sound of music. grab bag. So with the news that Chip Kelly is leaving UCLA to be the offensive coordinator for his uh, former college quarterback Ryan Day at Ohio State, Deshaun Foster is now the head coach. At UCLA, former UCLA player, of course, running back in the NFL. He was on that Panthers team that uh, lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. He had a good run in the NFL. Foster. Yeah. No way. Yeah, he'd been like an assistant coach for a number of different teams, including with Chip Kelly at UCLA. So he'd been there for a little bit, and he got the gig today. So he is now uh, the head coach of the UCLA Bruins. Is now UCLA, of course, is part of the... um East Coast Athletic Conference? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Are they're in the yeah. Big Ten now, right? Uh that's are they in the Big Ten? They like it was yeah. USC and UCLA, I believe. Oh yeah. Because pa- why stay aligned with your time zone or no. topography? Makes zero sense to do that. Yeah, because it was it Cal and Stanford, I want to say, or like ACC. Basically the Pac twelve doesn't exist anymore. Just, and so please, yeah. please, Charlie Baker, the next thing you should do, blow it all up. Yep. And then just make four super conferences. Oh, I like that. And that, like, it, like holding on to the the legacy of these names, like, oh, you can't. Uh, the SEC has been around longer than America itself. I'm fine. Okay, yeah, thanks, yeah, Colonel right. Reb. I uh-huh. appreciate that. Uh-huh. Adi, tadi, gosh, amadi, who the hell are we? I got it. <laughs> but just like nobody cares anymore because obviously you guys don't. You're just chasing the money. Mm-hmm. So just blow it up and fix it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Grab bag. How about this little uh, college basketball news item? Indiana State is now in the top 25. They are ranked for the first time since, you guessed it, Larry Bird. Wow. They have not been ranked since 1979 when Larry Bird was on the cover of SI putting the Sycamores on the map. Rich, I got to tell you, you know, I have a... Uh, as a man of a particular age, I'm not quite sure I should still be wearing the jerseys of other people. I know we've had that. We had this discussion on. Oh, can I get a ruling recently as Larry well? Larry Legend. I mean, you can wear that if jersey. It's Larry Legend. Anyone can wants. wear one. Yes. Nothing. Nothing. I like seeing more than a 63 year old man shirtless ripping a dart outside a convenience <laughs> store somewhere in Boston wearing a Larry Bird jersey. It's an all timer. I mean, you, it is. But yeah, you can thank House jersey, of Pain for that. <laughs> <laughs> the jersey I want most by far is a Larry Bird. Indiana State jersey. That's an amazing jersey. Yeah. It is absolutely just so freaking hot. I spent, if only he played well in that last game against Magic Johnson. I can't no, I know that's true. I can't tell you how much time recently I spent thinking about jerseys that I want. And I'm almost a forty year old man and I was like because I like the obscure one. So Bird himself not obscure, but the Indiana State one is a good one. Tremendous. But I'm like this was this honestly was 15, 20 minutes of me being like, can I get like a Mitch Richmond or a Rod Strickland or like, I want something that's going to, the eyes are going to pop. Like, How do you get that? They make that mm-hmm. like a Detlef Schrempf. Like oh, that. Sure. 
Uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about that. Then I'm like, all right, well, what team do I want? Like, where can I get these? They're freaking expensive is the problem, but... They're way too expensive. They're way they're- too expensive for me to wear to the beach once into my buddy's pool once. Yeah, <laughs> like- I mean, at this point... If- <laughs> At this point, I should probably have a Jackie Moon from the the was it the Flint Tropics? Oh yeah, you could go. Uh, you could go uh, Jackie Moon, or you could go Coffee Black. Right. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I should only, I should wear like that's a good you one. know a Johnny Utah, a Moxon. Like that's the only jerseys I probably should be buying at this. There point. is a store I want to say it was like the Burlington Mall that has like movie and TV show jerseys. Like the jerseys look a little slightly wonky, mm-hmm. but if you're looking for like an Adam Banks, you know, uh, <laughs> Mighty Ducks jersey or right. a Fresh Prince Bel Air High maybe, jersey, maybe that's a nice place. Roy, maybe a nice Roy Hobbs New York Knights. Yep. Uh, or Dottie yeah. Hinson. Oh, Dottie Hinson. You can get, you can get, oh, Marla Hooch. If you're looking. <laughs> and there's Marla Hooch. Isn't she a peach, everyone? <laughs> what a player. What a player. Grab bag. I got a bean pot update for you. What's that? Bean pot update for you. BU wow. leads Northeastern three to two, almost midway through the third period. There we go. How do you like that? Good. Grab bag. The Dallas Cowboys have a new defensive coordinator. It is Mike Zimmer. Oh, they locked him up. They ended up going with Mike Zimmer because I know they. They announced they were going to. Yeah. And then it was off, and then they went back to Rex. He's back, baby. And then ultimately they landed on the Zim, huh? The Zim Reapers are going to be playing in Dallas. The Zim Reapers. (laughs) Now, he's a hard ass. I I actually love Mike Zimmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's fantastic. And so, I mean, maybe not a head coach. You know, I mean, he had had a couple of good seasons, though, with with Minnesota. No, he did. He did. But I think as a defensive coordinator, I think you're you're kind of cooking was DC, with He was DC with the Bengals, right? Then made his way to head coach for the Vikings. Yeah, he was DC with the Bengals okay. for a while. He was DC with the Falcons. He actually was D coordinator, believe it or not, with Dallas. He spent a lot of time in his early days. He was in the he was with Dallas from '94 to '06 in different Smokes. roles. Yeah, yeah, that was his first NFL job. Then one year with the Falcons, five years with the Bengals. Then he became the head coach with the Vikings. And then since then, he was the Jackson State analyst consultant in 2022 for uh, Dion. Man, oh, working with Coach Prime. Yep. And then he was there in Colorado last year as well. Same role, analyst consultant with Prime. You know, I was thinking about our NFL conversation a little while ago and the the Super Bowl and who could challenge the Chiefs to the title of uh, Super Bowl champ and throne next year. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals have a lot of free agency money, and there's still a lot of talent on that team, and they still were just barely out of the playoffs this year. I know. Do you think they I, keep T. Higgins? I wouldn't be surprised if they franchise tag him yeah, and draft a receiver and pay big money for a safety in free agency because yeah. they lost both of their starters last year, which hurt them, like Bell and Bates, which hurt them big time. Four, it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old grab bag. Shohei Otani in his first batting practice was socking some dingers, and he's optimistic for the season. I watched footage of that. And Did you really? Mercy, can that guy rake? He's got a God, good, got a good swing. swing on him. $70 million DH. Yep. 70 but he's got to put some butts and seats and some uh, eyeballs on the screen and some ears on the radio. Hey, Rich, I got to ask you this question. Go ahead. Did the Los Angeles Dodgers 
recently announced that they signed a pitcher who's going to be out for the entire. <laughs> uh, you're thinking of the Red Sox. You're the Red Sox. Is that not the most? Michael Fulmer? No, I, I was talking to Bradford about it the other last oh. week uh, during our Full Throttle Friday. I was like, the last oh. three, the last three news items related to the Red Sox were they brought back Theo Epstein, who may or may not even have anything to do with it, but they brought back Theo Epstein. They have two documentaries coming out, including one where they're going to follow the entire team next year, mm-hmm. and they signed a pitcher who won't pitch at all in 2024. Got him. We got guys. We got him. <laughs> Like you can mix in like a real player signing too if you want. Sure. Like, nope. Nope. We're just gonna do this. Here's grab bag. All right. So here's a potential rivalry that I didn't know even existed. Two big sports media personalities. Oh, I just learned of this. So apparently, Bill Simmons, sports guy, local guy, Bill Simmons, and Pat McAfee. But first, Pearl Jam. <laughs> don't like each other. I didn't know that. I so I'm going to dig into this a little bit more. I'm I, I'm kind of intrigued by this. Mm-hmm. And so McAfee, who's actually on Monday Night Raw right now, but then does his show all the time. I guess on his show, mm-hmm. kind of was uh, calling out one Bill Simmons a little bit. Uh, I think one of their parlays on Fanduel had like sixty thousand mm-hmm. alongside of it. Pretty good. I think Bill Simmons, who has it all figured out, yep, I yeah. think he had like eight thousand yep, people yeah, riding yep, alongside yep. of him, like eighty three hundred. I think did that's a hit. huge number. Yeah. yeah, did not hit. That's no. really big. Really good, Bill. You still have it. <laughs> I think we had two hundred fifty thousand yep. people or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. keep running your mouth, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> keep running your mouth. Uh, anyways. What's going on here? Do you have any wow. idea about this? So he's calling them out. So you know how yeah. a lot of these guys get like they build their own parlays and you can be like, oh, they, uh, uh, bet along with McAfee or bet along with this guy. So I guess they were comparing. Yeah, they have, they have, Kay Adams has him. They all have him right at the top. Everybody's of the got him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, doesn't? everyone has him. Dude. So then you can click on them and then it says how many people are, are in on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the quick, the quick same game parlay or whatever. It doesn't have to be same game. And. So I guess he was saying like 8,000 people went in with Simmons and was it 250,000 with McAfee? No, it also depends. Like 30 times more. Yeah. It's no big deal. But he's like, I don't know why, I don't So did Simmons why. call out McAfee? Like, I, I'm, I'm coming in just not knowing all the, all, all the info. Simmons did call out McAfee first. Okay. Interesting. For what? Just for the manner in which he conducts the program? Or yeah, just like, like... Maybe the Rodgers relationships is? Well, yeah. I heard that. The oh. Rodgers things. That he's platforming Rodgers. Letting Rodgers take shots at Jimmy Kimmel, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, And nice. he's close to right, his cousin right, 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 Sal. Right. Yes. Those guys are best buds. Yes. Simmons wrote for Kimmel for a while. And so then yeah, I think yeah, yeah. he's made some comments over the past few months just calling the Pat McAfee show like a bro show that's like, Got you it. know, doesn't know what they're talking nope, about. No, I 100%... Missed the, the Kimmel Rogers part of it. That's exactly why they don't like each other, and that's why they're gonna. But anyway, I mean, that could lead to more stuff for us to talk about. So I will. Uh, I'll take or it. It's a work. Ooh, nah. they are both wrestling guys. Yeah, they're both no, wrestling. Guys. I don't buy that this is a work. I don't I, either. I but... think I think that this is legit, which makes me think: Does the Rich Keefe show? Yeah, need a good show beef. Ooh, well, probably that caller that thinks quarterbacks aren't very good. They're All quarterbacks. <laughs> They're not that yeah, important. That's a good point. I could beef for that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. We could we could cook something up. Yeah, work or shoot, yeah. right? Sometimes you work yourself into a shoot. I think that's possible. Oh my God, Becky! Look at her grab bag. It is so big.
If you're looking for a quarterback this offseason, and as a Patriots fan, I'm sure that you are, mm-hmm. could I introduce you to a Mitchell Trubisky who's recently available as the Pittsburgh Steelers have parted ways with the former Nickelodeon valuable player and the number two pick in the NFL draft over Patrick Mahomes. They didn't. <laughs> you, you can look really it up. So it's now true. who's Deontay Johnson going to have to punch in the face for not getting enough balls thrown his way? Mason Rudolph, probably, or Kenny Pickett uh, Actually, yeah. I heard as much today on Pat McAfee's program, or at least I saw on their little SeatGeek ticker thing on the bottom. Uh-huh. Uh, Schefter had been talking about don't sleep on the Pittsburgh Stillers gone downtown <laughs> and maybe picking themselves up a, a Justin Fields. Mike Tomlin, big fan of Justin I like Fields. that one. That's a good that, one for I them. like that. That's I think that's good. a fit. Yeah, that's that a is, fit right there. That is. Yeah, I'm super interested in that, uh, what the Bears do. I know, you know, I think they're locked into Caleb Williams, so, like, that kind of takes him off the board, and that goes, there's your number one pick. But what's gonna, where's Justin Fields going to go, and how much is he going to cost? And we could get this offseason – Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson, all from the same draft, could all be traded. And I saw that uh, the rap sheet said in his Sunday notes that Mac Jones very likely trade candidate. Yeah, pack more like pack your stuff, Jones. Am I right? (laughs) Wow, did you borrow that from my soul? Guys, ordered the grab bag. (laughs) It just felt right. I don't know. Uh, lastly, uh, movie coming out this Wednesday. That's right, Valentine's Day. If you guys want to go see Madam Web as a show. Let's see, Madam Web. Davey and I will probably do a, a whole dork on this. It it has the opportunity, based off of the trailer, to be one of the worst comic book movies ever made. It has that fa- Fantastic Four vibe, the Michael oh. B. Jordan, like Miles Teller fan four vibe. Rich, there is no best worst movie. Now, I know I, I personally would pay money to get a copy unearthed of the Batgirl that cost $90 million that Warner with Michael oh. Keaton's Batman that Warner Brothers set, watched and was like, yeah, yes. no, this is never getting released. Yep, yep, yep. I'd kill to see that. I dare, like, there's nothing worse than the original Fantastic Four, Roger Corman's Fantastic Four from years ago. But did you ever <laughs> right, see yeah. Matt Salinger as Captain America? From, was, I think it was a Roger Corman movie from, like, 88 or 89. Oh, yeah, because they there was those two, right? It was Captain America and Fantastic Whoa. Four before, like, they really hit in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> that, I that's almost don't even want to count those. those Those are so out of, out of control Oh man, they're excellent Alright, well there you go There is another successful edition of You shall not resist Crab bag We will wrap up with our final thoughts Coming up next here on WEI If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews Go back and listen on the podcast anytime Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show On the Odyssey app Or wherever you find your podcasts Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show On WEEI Back here on the Rich Keefe Show With Fitzy, WEEI The day after the Super Bowl Speaking of Fitzy Let's play one of our favorite games Guess Them Ratings Guess them Super Bowl ratings as uh, Adam Schefter has put out a big old graphic. What would you say the average number of viewers was for Super Bowl 58? Remember, I was saying I thought it was going to be a monstrous record. Uh-huh. Uh, up at least 10%, maybe 15 from last year. Last year was 113. and a half. I'm going to go with 
hundred. I'm going to shoot the moon. One hundred and thirty million. No, that's a little high. It was a total audience delivery of one hundred and twenty-three point four million viewers across all platforms. Dang. Now they did say more than two hundred million, two hundred two point four watched all or part of Super Bowl Fifty Eight across the networks. The highest unduplicated total audience in the history. And up 10%, as you said, up 10% from last Ooh. year's Super Bowl. It was also the most streamed Super Bowl in the history, led by a record-setting audience on Paramount+. Plus. Well, if that audience hung around and they long-hauled it and didn't just first-half it for the commercials and yeah. because they were at a Super Bowl party, they were treated to a dandy of a finish. Slog of a first half, yep. dandy of a finish. And if you left it on, you were able to see the season premiere of Tracker. Just wanted to watch Tracker. <laughs> what a lead in. I bet Tracker, it's always funny to look. They do the top 100 viewed TV shows of the year, and it's always it's like 85 of them are football things. Then there's a couple like college, like maybe the final four in college hoops, the Oscars, or one of those ones. And then it'll be like a random show, and you're like, what the hell? People were watching that. You're like, oh, yeah. It came on after the Super Bowl. So this year's version will be Tracker, which they were yeah. doing a million ads for. No one's going to actually mm-hmm. watch it, but they just left their TV on. Yeah, last year, 2023, 90 of the top 100 TV shows in America were football-related. <laughs> okay, so I, 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 85, I undershot yeah. it. Yeah. You, you had a shot. And now, Tracker, is that his last name? John Tracker. I kind of feel like it has to be, right? What the hell is that? I I want, I made it through 30 seconds, and I thought, this is for people that find Blue Bloods to be too intense. Yeah, last year, the, the most-watched primetime telecast of 2023, it's like Super Bowl, AFC Championship, playoff game, playoff game, playoff game, Thursday Night Football, Thursday Night Football. You got to scroll, scroll, scroll. Next Level Chef. People were in on Next Level Chef, I guess. Now, maybe that was what was on after the Super Bowl, for all I know. Right, like Grammys. Grammys had a good audience. CBS, uh, NCAA basketball. Uh, Sixty minutes is popular, but I wonder why that is. Oh, because it's also on after football. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yellowstone. People were in on Yellowstone, evidently. Season five, episode eight. Yeah, they get a lot of um, when they started running Yellowstone. Like it makes a lot of sense that these the Hulu's like Hulu has been running. only murders in the building on ABC yep. Yellowstone oh, yeah. now switching over makes a ton of sense. Like if it's working on the on the plus or on the streamer, why not bring it over to the mm-hmm. network? I would say so, but yeah, overall you had yourself a, a great finish, awesome uh, fourth quarter. You had an overtime and uh, ended up being a, a really good game where it looked like at first, like oh my god, how is this ten to three? Like this was. It was on its way to being one of the most boring Super Bowls of recent memory because we've had a lot of good games. You know, we've had a lot of really yep. ever since the Patriots showed up and back in 2001, there's been great games most of the time. A couple of blowouts mixed in over the last mm-hmm. 20 years, but not that many. And then this one was close. It was a one possession game the entire time. And uh, yeah, and then the, the team that had the ball last, as the, as the story goes, was able to come out on top. An overtime touchdown finish, you really can't get much better than that. No. Nope. You can't. And enough stuff to pick apart like we did all night tonight about Kyle Shanahan's decisions in, in overtime, yep. his decisions, play calling in the third quarter, and, and everything else in between. So I'm sure we'll have more on this throughout the week. We'll get Andy Hart's take on it tomorrow when he joins the show at 6. 
Uh, Fitzy, uh, have a great uh, rest of your night, sir. And we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Looking forward to it, my man. All right, very good. Stiz, uh, back at it again tomorrow. I don't think we're getting much snow. The snow's moving now. It seems like I think Hart might get buried, but I think we might be all right. I hope so. All right. Well, either way, we will be on the air tomorrow night at 6. Have a great rest of your night, and we will talk to you then.